Uh, it is 5.06 p.m., and that means right now we have Stella Nova in studio live, going to be playing a set for us, and I'll be sitting down with them later. You're listening to The Local Shakedown, right?
Thank you. Uh, we are Stella Nova. That song is called Catching Feelings. Uh, and we have a couple songs for you today. Um, next up, we're actually going to have a, uh, an original instrumental solo piece done by our guitarist, Devin Hoffman. It's um, called Toronto Pearson, and it uses the effects of a boss loop and multi-effects pedal. And keep in mind, folks, that this is just one guitar the entire time. You ready, Dev? Cool, take it away.
super awesome. That song, uh, <clears throat> it's the feeling of uh, taking off at an airport, and it's the last time that you maybe ever see somebody for a long time. And I think that he, uh, we all think he's just a genius, and he conveys that energy and that, I don't know how to describe it, like that emotion so beautifully. Um, but anyway, folks, next up we have for you, we have a song called uh, Color in Black and White. And this song, uh, we hope you enjoy. This is going to be likely one of the upcoming singles off of our new EP uh, coming out sometime this month or next month. And we hope that you uh, like it.
princess, you own my heart. Cinderella temptress, give me a star. Copenhagen princess, November ain't the same. Cinderella temptress, remember my name. guys uh so that song was color and black and white like i said you could find us on uh, instagram at so stella nova official band you can find us on twi twitter at stella nova band uh find us on tumblr even if you want we have a stella nova official band page there um and you can like us on facebook at stella nova so uh we really appreciate all the support uh just a bunch of kids trying to have fun cool so this next song is called uh most queens keep their heads
guys like we said uh, we have stuff on all sorts of social media and it would mean so much to us if you would uh, go and like some of that stuff um, go check it out at least uh, listen to it anything um, so here's another single that we have coming up of our next coming EP uh, be on the lookout for that the song is called Zephyr and it's gonna close us out for the day Solar harmony 
memories and empty dreams fade away into the globe. Slowly start to lose the fever, fade away into the blue Never, how are you guys doing? Oh, really well. Thank Super you. cool. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's go through. Let's have everyone say their name really quickly. This is usually how I start this. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I am uh, one of the guitarists and the vocalist, and my name is Dom. Um, I'm the other guitar player, and my name's Devin. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name's Jordan. I'm the bass player. My name's Greg, and I uh, play drums. Yeah. Freshly, freshly play drums from what I hear, too. Uh, that's really awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for playing that set. You guys absolutely killed it. Um, thank you. So I just got a few questions for you guys today. Uh, so um, I guess let's just start off with how did everyone meet? Because I know you guys used to go by Grand Central, and that was much, much different sound. So I guess I want to get some of the backstory there behind everything. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, well, we initially started um, uh, the bassist, Jordan and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we started a band. We decided I had uh, just picked up um, bass, actually. Okay. Uh, it was my primary instrument. And uh, one day, him and I were we were friends. We've known each other since our freshman year of high school. Hmm. Uh, and we were jamming out at Guitar Center one day. And uh, we were just playing a lot of The Strokes, a lot of Interpol, with some of our favorite bands. Mm-hmm. And uh, we came up with the idea right then and there to just start a band. Mm-hmm. And at first, it was a duo. And over a couple of years, it started growing. Mm-hmm. Um, into a nine-piece group, uh, and uh, Jordan, do you want to explain what happened next? Yeah, we were in a nine-piece group, and um, as we went further and further into uh, high school, um, people sort of dropped out and went and formed their own bands yeah. or just stopped playing. And then by our senior year, it was just Dom and I and then a drummer who lived in Boulder, actually. <laughs> and uh, nice. Yeah, and then we graduated, and Dom went to Boston for Berkeley. Mm-hmm. I stayed behind in Denver for a year. Um, and then I started working at Starbucks, and that's where I met Devin, uh, the other guitarist. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, from then, we just sort of built on. Well, dang. So what, where did that shift uh, in sound? Because I guess how you guys described yourself uh, as Grand Central was sort of like classical jazz, you know, mm-hmm. like other things like that. And from, from this, like, um, I would associate this with emo, but I'm sure you guys uh, totally can classify yourselves uh, how you, I mean, you guys write the music. So this is just how it hears to me. But that seems like such a, such a, uh, I don't, I don't know, such a separation. I mean, there's definitely, definitely elements like technically but I guess, I don't know, what, what drew you to that? Was that just more fun to play or what, you know? Um, well, uh, when we were Grand Central, um, I was writing all the music because I'm, I'm a uh, composer uh, uh-huh. like first, uh, and that's what I was going to Berkeley for was composition. Um, yes. And uh, so I was like, yeah, when, when we had this, it was sort of um, 
Jordan and I basically like you know we had the rehearsal space and stuff, and I would just like uh, put out these charts. I'd put out a bunch of classical stuff, a bunch of jazz stuff, because mm-hmm. uh, we had we had like a trumpet, we had an alto saxophone, Dang. we had uh, a pop vocalist female, like, a blues rock vocalist male, a classical vocalist female, and me as a vocalist mm. um, backing. Uh, and I played uh, rhythm guitar. A friend of mine played lead, and then we had somebody on drums, and Jordan, of course, on bass. And uh, we went from this sort of like uh, Grand Central was the sort of we wanted to be that. The reason we were called that is because we wanted to split in all sorts of genres. Yeah. I mean, primarily our focus was like uh, classical and jazz. Like we played the Mercury Cafe, we played Jazz at Jacks, um, and we played a couple shows uh, doing that, and we'd do some jazz standards, do some original stuff, do some classical yeah. stuff, and uh, it was cool for a while. But like I said, once everybody. Uh, sort of dipped out and did their own thing. It was like, uh, you know, we sort of were doing our own thing. And I sort of had gotten sort of more serious about my songwriting. I started listening to actual song structures and mm-hmm. actual, uh, like, uh, harmonies and melodies and stuff. I started studying a lot of the Beatles, a lot of the Arctic Monkeys, a lot yeah. of classic strokes and stuff, and uh, looking at their actual form and what they did. And so what I did was initially I came to Jordan with a few songs, um, and one of our first songs actually... Um, it was called Ghost War, and it's like this blues rock song, uh, and Jordan ended up writing a bass line on it. And nice. from then on, we went on to do collaborative writing, where I wasn't like writing every part. Yeah. Um, and it made it sound way better. Because I'm, I'm not saying I'm terrible or anything, but I'm saying Jordan, I think, personally, is a genius for bass. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't like study music theory in depth or anything, but like he knows all the notes on it, and once I tell him, like, what's up, he'll totally, he'll come up with something totally original, something totally cool. And uh, it made this new sound that we sort of started digging. Yeah. Um, and then we, we sort of, uh, I, a lot of the writing that I was doing uh, started getting a little funkier, like we had some funk riffs in there. Um, and then we sort of had this blend of like uh, like indie funk type thing. And, but yeah. we've, we've still, we're constantly like evolving as, uh, as musicians. So um, yeah, I, I don't really know where to... Put us if you think Remo, then Remo. We think we're indie funk, we're indie funk. It's, pe- I, I people only, think you know, <laughs> it's, it's only from that bad. trend, I guess, because there's like a so-called emo revival going on. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of elements. There's sort of what I I grew up on, which was like you know brand new and and, and, and stuff like that. And so um, I hear some of those elements, but it's not distinctly so, which I which I really appreciate from you guys. But that is where I kind of go into this other question that I have. So um, you were mentioning that you were writing you know a lot of these songs yourself. Uh, and you were taking a lot of influence from uh, other bands like Arctic Monkeys, The Strokes, but I guess for everybody, where where do you draw like your influences from, I guess, person to person? Because everything amalgamates into one sound, like every element, if you are collaborating like that, what draw you draws you to that point? Like what, I don't know, I um, guess bands. What are your favorite bands, bands is a better uh, way yeah. to say it. I mean, I mostly spend like most of my time just playing along to my favorite bands, which include like, uh, the Lawrence Arms, mm-hmm. like Broadway's, like nice. kind of, yeah, kind of emo bands. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I just like to play like pretty loud and like, uh, uh, like you know, make my roommates annoyed. But, <laughs> you know, it helps blow off steam for me, so it's cool. Um, Definitely. And like, yeah, I haven't been like none of the songs we played there. I didn't really write with these guys, but the new ones that we're working on, or we were writing together, and. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's kind of bringing that sound to it a little bit, but not like overpowering it. Yeah, still, you know? making it your own in, yeah. in a certain way, but it's easy to draw influences from. How about you? Uh, well, as soon as I started hearing Interpol, um, their earlier stuff, uh, Carlos Stengler is mm-hmm. probably like my number one influence. Nice. So I'd be like Interpol, uh, Joy Division, um, a lot of bands like that. I like that kind of like post-punk kind yeah, of Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Yeah, like basses who sort of move around more mm -hmm. as opposed to staying with like the root notes. Yeah, definitely. Well, Devin and I played together since like we were 14. Yeah. And we've kind of evolved together. We used to play ska, nice. ska punk. <laughs> nice. A lot of pop punk. Um, obviously, we love Blink-182. That's, like, that's fun for me to hear. I'm from San Diego, so it's <laughs> like, oh, cool. And, yeah, kind of after high school, I got a lot into math rock and mm -hmm. instrumental and emo. Yeah. Like American yeah. football. Yeah. Actually, like did you know... Um, this is just an off-topic thing. The the drummer for American Football is actually the like lead the like head professor of the writing department here at Boulder. Really? Yeah, Steve Lamos works here. It's no. kind of crazy, and actually blew everyone's mind because everyone yeah. was like, "Oh my God, there's a celebrity!" Oh my God. Uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, I I see a lot of elements of math rock in your in your guys' sound, uh, especially with that one song with the with the loop pedal. And right. uh, which is that's just that blew my mind. I, cool. Yeah, I love that <laughs> stuff. So I mean, I'm a big fan of, of math rock in general, but um, it's it seems uh, to be that I hear so much of those elements of math rock. Like, I, I guess, is technical skill more important in a sense when when you're songwriting? Is it like how how impressive impressive is it to to make something that's like just a fat lick or is it just how it sounds all together like? Um, well, for me, I mean, when I when I do song, when I like write songwriting, when I do the songwriting, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's it primarily for me. Like, I I never ever I, I already got all that like trying to be as technical as I could stuff out of my system when I was like sixteen or seventeen, mm -hmm. because um, that was when I was like really like learning all this stuff. But um, when I was listening to to music, uh, I mean, there's musicians um, all over who who know. Who know the rules of the trade, but no one like lay back and hold hold their own. Um, and how I've heard a bunch of songs. Uh, specifically, my my sort of breakthrough when I uh, sort of realized like, wow, you can make so much out of so little was um, I actually listened to the song 505 by the Arctic Monkeys, mm -hmm. uh, which is just two chords. And it, you yeah. know, if they're in the case, it's just D minor, E minor, and that's it the entire song. But it has so much power, so much dynamic, so much movement, so much evolution throughout the course of the piece that I think that it, um, as simple as it is, you know, it, musically or whatever, it's it's it makes this awesome sound. So uh, when I, uh, whenever we are, have been writing songs, you know, it's been like. Uh, you know, I'll think of something, and it could be as simple. You know, we've used the same uh, chord progression for our songs maybe two or three times for a mm -hmm. couple songs, and yeah. but you'd never know because they sound so different in the way that we you know phrase them or the way that we um, present them. So yeah. uh, for us, it's really more about the music, more about the sound. I'm never none of us is ever like put me on the front, put me yeah uh, on you know let me do like this really cool thing. You know, if something is crazy cool, like Devin's solo guitar piece. Yeah. You know, uh, we we were like, you know, that's uh, just a piece of music <laughs> yeah. on its own. So we were like, you know, right, let's put that out. And then that's what we, we decided today, like, you know, to really put it on because it is so perfect to us. It conveys yeah. so many things. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Getting, blush. Yeah, blushing <laughs> over there. Can I, can I say? Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to have chops and yeah. to mm. know what you're doing, but kind of the point is to make it sound effortless and yeah. organic. Yeah, totally. There's a lot of uh, uh, of feeling that comes from playing very simple things. I almost like would equate it to being like you can do more in the silence of what's not there than there is actually like in just filling it up with all this content and. Uh, it strikes a chord a little bit more emotionally, in my opinion. But I guess this leads into my other question. Uh, how is the recording process for Atomic, for the EP? Oh, uh, well, actually, 
it was uh so that's our 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 soundcloud ep as we like to call it uh-huh. <laughs> all the drums except for maybe one or two tracks on there yeah are done um basically uh they're garage band drums okay uh, so i when i went to berkeley i was given uh, a laptop and all sorts of musical equipment including a, yeah. a direct input box to record everything into the uh, computer so um when i did that we i sort of came up with a bunch of stuff and some of the newer ones we did the singles that we did zephyr and color and black and white yeah uh, those songs were me just you know i was sitting uh in my room in boston when i was staying there um yeah. and i was just had my guitar and i was just recording some stuff and came with some ideas and then uh, they sort of just came together and then i just put a drum track on them sent them over to jordan jordan wrote some mm-hmm. sick bass lines to him yeah uh and then we wrote another guitar part for Devin, and and then everything just sort of came together but the uh um our our actual EP that we're recording here in Boulder actually mm-hmm. at uh, KMG Studios. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, uh, is gonna be uh, our best best work. The ones on that that's if you if you've uh, seen it since it was posted, it's actually gone through a couple different songs. Mm-hmm. We used to have one of our songs, "Nights in White Satin," on there. We used to have I think it's actually still on there. We have a song yeah, called "Big Bang" on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a song called "Big Bang" on there. We originally had a song called uh, Famous Friends on there, mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff, but we've just been trying to put our best foot forward. And yeah. uh, right now we're sort of waiting for um, one, uh, our, our next uh, bit, like song that we really vibe with, like our, our favorite songs personally. Um, I know as a band are Zephyr, mm-hmm. uh, Color and Black and White and Catching Feelings. Yeah. Um, and then Most Queens is really far up there. It seems to be uh, a bunch of people's most listened to song that we have. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's four songs, so we're really trying to put a fifth one on there that that it full band is just like one of those top ones that we have so um mm-hmm. we're gonna put a you know a good high quality high quality ep out there instead of a okay one. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah we'll, <laughs> well i mean the one that you have listed on soundcloud anyways it was very much digging but i'll be excited to see what comes out of this new ep in in general but um i guess i'll ask another question here is um when writing any of this music generally like i know it's easy to come up with like a lick and be like okay guys like jam on this you know what do you but um this is more of a, a poignant question maybe not so much about uh you guys specifically but what what are your thoughts on the idea that um uh just being in a state creatively as in like do you need to sit down and focus to make this stuff or do you just just happen you know like you're kind of like oh wow this is like stuck in my head i need to put this down um i think I think we have a couple different viewpoints on that. Uh, I'll say mine real quick. And um, for me, uh, most of the time, uh, almost entirely, I get these weird moments where I'll I'll wake up and you know songs will just be there. Mm-hmm. Um, like that song "Color in Black and White" that you heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one, uh, I had just gotten out of a really you know a relationship, right? It's a, it was it was really bad, and I was really upset. So I was like, oh man. Uh, and I just woke up maybe two, three in the morning when I was mm-hmm. in Boston, and I just picked up my guitar because it was like laying next to me, and I di- didn't play anything. I just played those four notes, and then I just started playing it, and then I thought of this weird idea of just making it go more intricate as it went on, yeah. and that's how it evolved into the color and black and white thing, seeing someone for more than what they appear to be, and that's what the riff I initially wrote was, and I was like, oh, okay, so then I wrote the, that whole song, uh, all the lyrics and all the everything in just about an hour. Yeah, and, and then um, I had all the drums, and then I sent it to Jordan the next day. Um, but Jordan's writing process is a bit different than mine, so. Yeah. Um, usually, I try and listen to what the other person's playing, and sort of try and complement that. Yeah. Um, never really trying to take the lead. Uh, but as far as writing songs on my own, I usually uh, play other basslines of other artists, and then mm. I usually end up messing up. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. oh wait, that kind of sounds cool. So then I Excellent. start from where I messed up and then go on from there 
Um, or I just completely write something else on my own. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of play something until it sounds cool. I'm still <laughs> still learning. I haven't written a lot of songs, really. I mean, other than, like, when I was with Greg and we wrote, like, simple three-chord songs yeah. with, um, like, horrible lyrics. <laughs> but, um, but so I'm still, like, trying to grow, and, like, being with these guys has helped a lot with that. Um, and, uh, yeah, but mainly I just play something till it sounds cool, and maybe I'll put it into the looper and then, like, just play over it and then see what they think about it, mm-hmm. like, I'd thrive off of their input. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, creative. the creative aspect is so person-to-person. I know people usually talk about, like, oh, you should try this, and you, you should, like, actually just lock yourself in a pitch-black room for, like, four hours, and then you can, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you'll, like, commit ego death, and you'll write the best album ever. But I don't think that actually um, is... is uh, uh, applicable to everybody so it's it's good to see other people's like I, I just like arting, asking artists those questions because <laughs> you know it's very interesting for me to, at least to talk about um, so I guess what what are some things coming up in the future for you I know you mentioned the EP that's coming out uh, you guys got any more live shows coming uh, up in the future anything uh, else well yeah uh, so one of our uh, our big steps actually well near future we have uh, a show on uh, Wednesday June 1st at Herman's Hideaway we're going to be opening for the Live Scott All Stars mm-hmm. um, and that'll be a good one good 45 hour set yeah. uh, and then we have a uh, 45 hours 45, 45 hours, hours all the way yeah, you know it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, but then we have uh, we're in talks with the Larimer Lounge Lost Lake and High Dive Bar nice. um, for a couple shows um, we're looking at the Mutiny Information Cafe as well. We haven't officially done anything yet. You could uh, uh, definitely, I would try the Forge up here in Boulder. If you, I know it's yeah, kind of a track Forge, out yeah, here, yeah, and that's yeah. a good place to play. Yeah. Uh, they just kind of popped up, but uh, yeah, continue yeah, with sure. on with more. Uh, yeah, but we're you know we're looking to just play as many, uh, not a you know a ton because we want to sort of space out some of our shows, but uh, you know uh, a lot of them so people could really hear us because it's really been upsetting because it feels like people even us have never even heard our own songs and mm-hmm. set for some recordings and even then they're still not our own because yeah. the drums are not you know real or whatever um and hearing the songs as, as they should be was sort of what we heard today yeah you know, uh, uh, we had killer drums we had the killer bass everything was mixed right uh and it, it felt really good and it was nice to hear everything mm-hmm. um but sort of yeah uh, future plans uh, after the ep we're actually uh uh, I'll move in out to Boston. Um, really? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, we're, I'm I'm going back to Berkeley. The only reason I came back is because I couldn't afford my second semester. Yeah. Um, <laughs> School's life. expensive yeah. for no reason. <laughs> Super expensive. But yeah. Uh, and then Jordan's going to the School of Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. And nice. And come along with us, and we're just gonna. You know, it's gonna chill. be yes. Yeah, chill. Chill. We all we all work at Starbucks, so. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, we all have transferable jobs. Really, so, to yeah. like different divisions <laughs> of Starbucks. Everywhere, oh, yeah. uh, those perks. Yeah, basically. So you know we're just gonna go work jam because I when I was in Boston going to school I had met a ton of people some people who played at South by Southwest yeah like, yeah a bunch of people who play a bunch of music shows and these people are like my friends mm-hmm. so like having an in with them is like an in with the industry and yeah, definitely. Um, a bunch of stuff we're actually talking to another band that came out of Berkeley is a band called Nightlights they're in L A okay uh, they're they yeah. I'm real good friends with their bassist yeah uh, and uh, we're trying to plan some sort of tour over the summer. That'd might not awesome. happen probably yeah. not it could but if it does be on the lookout for that so. yeah definitely yeah, yeah that, a bunch of stuff coming up 
That's crazy. So what what was the decision to move out to Boston other than just for the connections, or was it mainly because I can totally understand being you know going to a place where you you like um, I don't I, I guess the way I would explain it is like I came from San Diego. Like I didn't really know any connections in San Diego. The minute I came here, there's like this big and you know DIY Denver crowd, <laughs> and now I I know more people than like I like it's kind of crazy how happen how fast that happened. So I can totally understand going to a place where you can have a lot of those resources, but um, um, I guess for the other people who haven't been there before to Boston or don't aren't going to school, I guess what are <laughs> just just want to go and chill. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I've, I mean, I love Denver. I've lived here my whole life, and Colorado's a great state. But you know, I, I'm. I just think like a change would be pretty cool. Like, yeah. You know, I'm 25. I'm not gonna get any younger. Like, I uh, just think like going to a city I've never been to just sounds exciting and just meeting a lot of people and yeah. I have a lot of friends not in Boston but out on the East Coast that I can visit. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, and also, uh, I just love jamming with these guys and they seem to like to have me around. So um, yeah, nice, nice. Well, it looks like we're uh, coming up on out of time right here, but. Uh, why don't uh, what do you guys got uh, social media wise? Where, where can people find your music? Where can people find what you're up to um, and stuff like that? All the good news. Uh, cool. So um, I mean, basically, you could find everything. We we post most frequently um, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, on mm -hmm. Instagram, you can find us at Selenova Official Band. We do basically a post every day or two. Yeah. Um, especially that's where we post a lot of stuff for new tracks. So the link is always in the description and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and on Facebook is basically everything from the Instagram goes on the Facebook, and then we have some exclusive Facebook stuff. Uh, and you can also, uh, if you want to listen to any of our music, um, all of it, uh, we're putting on SoundCloud. And actually, fun fact, we're putting out a new track once a week, every week, until the EP comes out. Dang. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One uh, just came out today. Yeah, one just came out today. Uh, it's called Me Nelska. It's a, a guitar instrumental by me. Um, and... Uh, yeah, but we're putting out just you know B sides type stuff, some yeah. some rough recordings or whatever, some stuff that to get people uh, excited, show some stuff that didn't make the cut or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you can find us on uh, Tumblr um, at Stellanova Official Band. You can mm -hmm. find us on Twitter as well at Stellanova Band. Um, but I'd recommend anybody who'd like to listen to us for sure check out our SoundCloud, just mm -hmm. Stellanova Band. Um, uh, or check us out on Instagram because that's where we do everything and we would love to have you listen to our stuff because it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> And I think, so. I think it's cool, too. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for coming in. Uh, th this has been Stella Nova right here on The Local Shakedown. Coming up next, we're going to have some more programming for you. We're going to be playing a track by uh, ooh, by the Broken Social Scene. This is Pacific Theme. Uh, tune in next week for Mute Smith. He's going to be coming in the studio, doing a little bit of talking, playing some of his new EP, and it's going to be a great time. Again, Stella Nova, thank you guys so much. You guys killed it today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, yeah. All right. Well, here we go. This is Broken Social Scene with Pacific Theme right here on Radio 1190, the AM Revolution. Oh.